We'd like to welcome you back to part three of our current event and weekly Bible study for September 2nd, 2019. Next report, listener comment on the do-it-yourself anointing oil that I had talked about in previous studies. And if you're unfamiliar, just key in anointing oil in the keyword search box at contendingfortruth.com. I've done a whole, probably multi-part studies where I talked about it and how you can make it yourself. And then in spiritual, the subject of spiritual warfare. Uh, This is Ian, listener. I believe he's in the UK. He said, hi, Brother Scott. I really don't know where to start or what to say. Praise God, Jesus. The oil works. I didn't have a pure bottle of oil last week for the heathen festival. Evidently, there's some pagan festival where he's at. So I strained a big pot of olives that the Holy Spirit said was important to buy the week before I prayed over it for a short time um, the short time I had it and I played the audio Bible through it which is kind of like the procedure I kind of go over he said well Scott I prayed and fasted while at work next to the festival I squirted the oil all over everything even the weird banner symbol evidently they had banners up for the fe- the uh, pagan festival and after i squirted it on the banner it started to droop so i squirted more on their main entrance to the festival and they closed that entrance and opened another entrance further away yeah that's very strange i mean that's <laughs> he says praise jesus that <laughs> that's pretty strange there uh, coincidence you know i have bought a bottle of olive oil now and i'm squirting it everywhere at work <laughs> which is a wedding venue uh, yeah, be, be careful, though, you know, when you do this, don't, you know, I mean, just be, do as the Spirit leads. And I, again, what um, the Deliverance, my longtime listener, uh, Deliverance Minister, Pete, says he puts them in little squirt guns. He puts the anointing oil after it's been made in these little squirt guns, and they can be concealed easily. And you can get those at, um, you know, any little dollar store, typically, or you can order them online on eBay and stuff like that, I believe. If you can't find them, I mean, any probably toy store, any dime store, toy store, probably most drug stores would have them. Uh, now, I will say, though, when I initially tried to do this and I went out to look for them, it was during the winter and they didn't have any in stock anywhere that I went. Didn't matter because it wasn't season. They didn't sell any squirt guns during winter because it wasn't, you know, squirt gun season, I guess. So bear that in mind. Now you should be able to do it, at least if you're in the northern hemisphere. Uh, Southern, you know, maybe not uh, because of the way the seasons flip. Okay, so and let's see here. Uh, He So he sprayed it where he was at this wedding venue. It's weird, you know, Scott, it just seemed to work instantly. Everyone seemed happy and calm. I really can't explain it, but it's awesome. One more thing, when I was praying and fasting, I also mentioned to God that I was going to be made homeless at the end of the month. He, this guy, his name's Ian, you might want to add him to your prayer list. Um, he's had like just witch, witchcraft attack after witchcraft attack after, I mean, it's just, the, the witchcraft in the UK has, was at a much higher level, is or is at, even at a much higher level than it even is here in the United States. It's They've got more witches per capita there, and this has been, I've known this for years, than any other spot, I believe, on Earth. Uh, they've also got, like, more haunted houses, which is a, probably associated with the other. So, yeah, there, there's a whole other level of witchcraft going on over there. 
Um, but he said, I was praying and fasting and mentioned to God that I was going to be made homeless at the end of the month. Anyway, God found me a place today. It had the strangest name ever. And the Holy Spirit said to look up the name meaning. And the meaning of the name where he's at means the gift of grace. So I praise God, Jesus, for you, you and yours and Taylor's lives, Ian. So, yeah, God bless him. And then what I said, just to kind of, and I may have already sent this to him, but I said, this is from my listener, a deliverance minister in Tasmania, and uh, Fisherman Pete. And uh, here's what he said. This is a prayer you can pray. And, you, and if you feel like you're under witchcraft attack, now granted, this isn't the only thing you can do, you know, but it's one thing you could add into your daily prayers. And again, I've got a comprehensive list of things now. I've revamped my, I don't know, my comprehensive spiritual warfare um word doc i've revamped it like two or three times just in the last month so if you want that just email me and i'll i'll pop it out to you um because <clears throat> it's like it's i don't really want to add it to this pdf because it's it's pretty long and it, most of the stuff though is like the first um i don't know probably first seven or eight pages is really where you get the most of the nuts and bolts on it you know what i just changed my mind the the information's too important uh to just say oh just email me i put it in this pdf for the, the most of it i didn't put the whole document when it uh, when it got to the part on fasting which was the last part the links are all there though that you can click on they're clickable links which takes you to all these different facets of fasting because that's a part of spiritual warfare jesus christ said when you fast he didn't say if he said when and <clears throat> this kind he told his disciples when he was dealing when, when they were dealing with devils they couldn't get rid of this kind he said jesus said cometh out not but by prayer and fasting meaning there's no other way they're going to come out unless you pray and fast so there's certain things you might be dealing with in your life that they're not going to change unless you add fasting to it. Or even better, other people are praying and fasting as well. Um, so, and that, coincidentally, that verse is one of the verses that's eliminated in like the NIV Bible and a lot of the other um, corrupted translations. They, they totally like leave out the last part of the verse. And because they don't want you to know about the fasting part, the devil doesn't. And so, anyway, if you want to know more about the KJV, just King King James Bible and, you know, I have a whole studies I've done on that. So, anyway, I just posted that in here. And it's it's called, and I'll add this into the um, thing so you'll know where. It's going to be approximately starting on about page, eh, probably about page 10, 10 to 11. Because I haven't done the table of contents yet, so I don't know where this is going to end up. But it's going to be tape pages 10 or 11 and then like the next 17 pages is going to be biblical proactive actions that really make a difference when dealing with evil entities and overcoming sin all right so um i just added that in and this is totally revamped i've just uh <clears throat> i'm just kind of editing it a little bit now uh I've, I've revamped this probably three times over the last month and probably several times over the last year. So if you haven't, if I had sent this uh, Word doc to you at one point and it's over a year ago, this is a wholly newly revamped, retooled 
streamlined, one-stop shopping. This has taken me decades and decades and decades to kind of figure this out and put this all together. All of it's biblical. I don't see any part of it that is unbiblical that they're talking about here. And um, this takes you through all the steps of things that you can do. Um, deliverance procedures and playing the KJV Bible 24-7 somewhere in your house. And I, I just get into all of the these different points. I think there's 10 or 11 different points. Yeah. 11, 12... There's a big, big section on the on the do-it-yourself anointing oil. So I guess it's really something I should do. Because although I have covered this in a previous study, I'm going to repost the information there and a lot more about the anointing oil and how to make it, examples of how to make it, things of that. And then point 13 is fasting. So it takes, it's about, I don't know, it's around 17 pages extra. I just added in. So, uh, so back to this prayer though. And again, now this prayer and all the other stuff is posted in this PDF. So if there was any ever PDF that you might want to either print out or copy and paste, at least this part of it, the part about spiritual warfare, and print it out. Because let's say we get hit by an EMP or something like that. Uh, you're not going to have access to the information if your computer's fried. So, I would say, if there was anything that you might want to print out, now granted, if when, there, when there's links involved, obviously you can't click on a link if you've printed it out. But to have it printed out and then also have it on your computer where you can access it would be the ideal way. So, from my listener in Tasmania, and this is the, the prayer that um, <clears throat> Pete recommends praying, regarding witchcraft and you know i try to do this at least a few times a week or when i really feel convicted as well sometimes it's twice a day you know and now it's not the only thing i'm doing i'm also i'm also you know praying and reading the bible and in in you know studying the word of god stuff like that and spending time with god that this doesn't just, you know, isn't, this isn't like just all-encompassing, but it is very important, I believe. And in today's days and ages where you've got witches living in your town that are practicing witchcraft and against all the Christians in a particular area, because that's what they're assigned to do, even though you may not have any overt enemies that you're aware of, trust me, they're living most likely in your town doing witchcraft against you. And then I'm sure they do national witchcraft where they do try to do spells over the whole country and curses over the christians and things of this nature so you're in a war whether you know you're aware of it or not we all are so pete says this is a very powerful prayer against witchcraft with fasting even more powerful this prayer can shut down witches and satanists forever being that this prayer basically shuts down the senders of the hexes and the vexes by returning their evil to them sevenfold i turn this prayer into a blessing that they would need to turn to Jesus for their own curse to be removed. Sounds good to me. This would be saving them from hell and being saved from hell is a blessing. Yeah, amen. And, and remember what Jesus said, bless them that curse you. Okay, well, this is the way you can turn it around and bless them that curse you. 
Now, because I mean, that's not, you know, if you start to think about it, it's like, how do I do that? If somebody's trying to curse me and they just want me dead and they want to torture me or they're trying to astral project into my house to, you know, slit my throat or whatever or gut me when I'm sleeping, which is like the threats I've had against me. Well, how do I bless them? You know, well, here's the way. So I'll just read you the prayer. Uh, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I plead the precious uncorruptible blood of Jesus over myself and my family and everything that belongs to us. I ask for your giant warrior angels to be loose from heaven to surround us and protect us. As your war club and weapons of war, I break down and damn and blow up all walls of protection around all witches, warlocks, wizards, Satanists, and the like. And I break the power of all curses, hexes, vexes, spells, charms, fetishes, psychic prayers, psychic thought, all witchcraft, sorcery, magic, voodoo, all mind control, jinxes, potions, bewitchments, death, destruction, sickness, pain, torment, psychic power, psychic warfare prayer chains and everything else being set my way or my family members way and i return it in the demons and the devils and the evil entities and the fallen angels to the senders right now sevenfold and i bind it to them by the blood of jesus christ father i pray that these lost souls will find the light of your son jesus their own snares and traps have now been set against them in the name of jesus christ of nazareth i now loose them from all mind control of satan Father, I also ask that you bind the Holy Spirits to their hearts as a guide to your son, Jesus, so that they may be set free from the bondages of Satan. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Well, I'm telling you, I, I truly do believe this prayer does work. And, you know, in addition to the other stuff we're supposed to be doing as well, uh, that I've, you know, went over in a lot of other studies. The only thing I, I changed in the prayer at all is I, I just added to, um, I think he said, when, when the prayer originally got to me, I said, and I return it in the demons to the senders right now, 7-4. I added demons, devils, evil entities, and fallen angels because I believe demons and fallen angels are different. You're, what I'm trying to do here is cover all the bases. Just like he's totally covering all the bases with all the different things that a witch can do. Curses, hexes, vexes, spells, charms. Now, a lot of these, you'd be like, well, I don't even know any of this stuff. It doesn't matter. The, the witches do and pete sure does him and his wife do it's what they do essentially for a living not even a living not, i'm not saying they make their living that way that maybe they do but i don't think they do but it's what they do for their life essentially and as far as i know and they're he's dealt i mean he does one-on-one -on -one deliverance and this is in tasmania the island off australia he does one-on-one -on -one deliverance with high level witches that are coming out of witchcraft so he's much more versed than myself to put a put to put together a prayer like this especially regarding all the witchcraft terms because he's he's dealing and consulting with ex-witches that are that are you know and i'm sure a lot of that wisdom went into this prayer so understand this is powerful stuff this is another weapon in our warfare and then i just right below it i give you the biblical proactive actions that really make a difference when dealing with evil entities and overcoming sin and I'm talking about all kind of breakthrough ways in your life to break yourself free out of whatever bondages you may be in. And I'm talking, you follow these steps that I'm giving you for free. I'm not charging anybody. I'm just giving this away freely. This is the culmination uh, of, this is the culmination of like, I don't know, 25 years of, researching this particular subject and trying to create as close to one-stop shopping as i can for my listeners 
because my biggest thing with the the deliverance part and i'm not saying there's not a lot of validity to it but most of the deliverance books out there are like phone books they're gigantic thousand pages 1500 500 six i mean man I'm sorry, I don't, I'm a one-man show here doing what I'm doing here. And I, I have, you know, as far as the ministerial day-to-day stuff, it's just me. And I'm not saying I don't have help as far as the website goes. Praise God, I've got a Christian webmaster that, you know, puts the site up there and maintains it and things of this nature. But um, I, don't, I just don't have time to read a 1,500-page book. I don't, I don't, I need to get this done. I need, I need to, I need to maximize time because I don't have, I don't have, I'm not like a Benny Hinn or, or any of these big ministries that have, you know, a hundred people surrounding them that they can delegate stuff to. I don't have any of that. So I'm trying to do the same thing for you because I also realize that my listeners, a lot of, you don't have tons of time where, you know, okay, well give it to me in, in the cliff note, best condensed version you can give it to me that's what this 17 page doc is and i know you could say well 17 isn't that cliff notey but yeah it is when you look at all that's covered there so anyway um yeah i'm glad i i I feel a lot better about this now i feel a lot better about this again i've covered a lot of the stuff in this i've probably covered all of this information separately but i would highly advise you printing this out now so i don't know about that let's go ahead and go to the next topic which is transhumanism, transhumanism and eugenics. Scientists reveal Jeffrey Epstein's plan to create a breakaway civilization. New Mexico preparing to seize land at Epstein's 10,000-acre Zorro Ranch. He, he's... Uh, this is just unbelievable, this report. So this report starts out by saying scientists, several scientists spoke to New York Times to detail run-ins they had with Epstein at dinners and events in their attempts to acquire startup money for their scientific projects, and according to them, Epstein was fascinated with eugenics, transhumanism, artificial intelligence, and cryogenics. Because the devil knew he was going straight to hell, and anything that he could possibly do to extend his lifespan and to uh, propagate the world with his, with his devil genetics... He wanted to do that because he was a demon-possessed vessel of Satan. Or he, he is, what am I saying? Like, we've proven he, he didn't. That was not his body that they pulled out of that. And we proved that in a, in a recent study. The, the pictures 100% proved that was not his body. <clears throat> On multiple occasions starting in the early 2000s, Mr. Epstein told scientists and businessmen about his ambitions to use the new, his New Mexico ranch. Now, this is different than the than the orgy island this is a totally different deal now i'm not saying there wasn't a lot of the same stuff going on at orgy island too underground um i from my research it looks like they they had a whole underground complex there but this is this is a separate ten thousand acre ranch most of the ten thousand acres was a buffer zone so that you would have a much harder time even getting to the ranch because of just the logistics of getting there uh he said, uh, Epstein told scientists and businessmen about his ambitions to use his New Mexico ranch as a base where the woman would be inseminated with his sperm and would give birth to his babies. 
I mean, what a stinking devil from the pit of hell. According to two award-winning scientists and an advisor to large companies and wealthy individuals, all of whom Epstein told about it, the Times reported this on Wednesday. I mean, this is in the New York Times. This isn't like, you know, oh, this is something they, whatever. They're openly admitting to this. Jaron Lehner, a virtual reality expert, details a dinner conversation his colleagues had with Epstein over his baby farming plot, which other scientists called far-fetched and disturbing. Once at dinner, Mr. Epstein's at Mr. Epstein's mansion on his Manhattan, that was another mansion he had, Manhattan's Upper East Side, Mr. Lanier said he talked to the scientist who told him that Mr. Epstein's goal was to have 20 women at a time impregnated at his 33,000 square foot Zorro Ranch in New Mexico. Um, it's outside a, t- a tiny town in Santa Fe. 20 women impregnated at a time. And this is probably just one place this was going on. Probably Orgy Island, it was going on underground, and who knows where else. According to Mr. Lanier, the, the NASA scientist said Mr. Epstein had based his idea for a baby ranch on accounts of the repository of Geminal Choice, which was to be stocked with the sperm of noble laureates who wanted to strengthen the human gene pool. Well, let me, this devil's not going to do anything to strengthen the human gene pool. He was like a Harvard wannabe kind of. He was where like Harvard stuff. He didn't have any of those credentials. He, he wasn't a self-made millionaire. He was just simply a devil, a synagogue of Satan devil that was willing to do whatever it took in order to, you know, advance the agenda of Satan. He was totally sold out to Satan. That was his only real qualification. He wasn't any kind of rocket scientist, this guy. Lanier went on to say that he had some had the impression that Mr. Epstein was using the dinner parties where some guests were attractive women with impressive academic credentials to screen candidates to bear Mr. Epstein's children. Uh, what a slime bag. New Mexico Attorney General Hector Balderas found that Epstein, whose 10,000-acre ranch was a combination of private and state-owned property, that he improperly leased land from the government to increase privacy. Having fully reviewed the referral from the state land commissioner in connection with my office's investigation into criminal conduct related to Jeffrey Epstein in New Mexico, I am issuing a determination that the state land commissioner should immediately retake the state lands and cancel leases that were improperly given to him. The original leases to Epstein appeared to have no beneficial use justification to the state, but rather appear to simply have been taken out by him to increase his privacy in the landmass surrounding his estate. This sweetheart deal must be canceled and reassigned a New Mexico ranching family to a New Mexico ranching family. Leasing documents from the 1990s indicated that Epstein would use federal land to graze cattle, according to the New York Post. However, no evidence of Epstein owning any cattle was ever found. So he's just just a liar at everything that he ever did. Uh, But what I would venture to say is that just like there's been no evidence that's really come out of orgy island you know because why aren't why aren't federal authorities going into the underground compounds there you're probably not going to see anything come out of this either because the people at the top are protecting him just like they got him out alive they put somebody else in there some lookalike epstein killed him in the cell and that was when they heard screams in the cell was this other epstein look alike they were killing in the cell 
that's whose body was on that gurney that they photographed right afterward it wasn't epstein his ear was totally different nose was totally different cheeks totally different and epstein is probably in israel where he was a dual citizen anyway and he's he's a jew he's a synagogue of satan jew and um probably has already underwent massive cosmetic surgery so now again can i be totally dogmatic about the last part no but i mean you know it would make sense that that's what that would happen so going further the next report epstein's victim tells the horrors of went on under the dome on epstein's pedophore orgy island this is the one in um i don't know the virgin islands the one we've seen all the footage of and the normalization of cannibalism so it used to have a dome on it like an egyptian dome now supposedly that got blown off during i don't know a hurricane that came through so now it's just a square roof but it's still there's this egyptian look-alike structure on top of this the one far end of the and from the research i've seen that's where the entrances are at least one entrance to the underground uh dungeon and other things underneath there Okay, so I'm going to roll this video. Um, Epstein's caged victim tells what went on underground. The dome is gone and the cover's been blown. Let's take a look at some very frightening but not so surprising evidence of what went on under this temple before the temple was even built. I'm going to bring a little snippet of an interview. I'm going to give you the full link so you can go watch it for yourself. I've watched it, I've summarized it, and you will be shocked. And this is proof. So we have Epstein's victims having their day in court in New York City, and that is just scratching the surface. This is going to be an astonishing video. I hope you'll stick with me. I'm going to bring you all the news that I usually do, but we're going to start with Mr. Epstein and what went on underground. Well, first of all, the prosecution is continuing even though the defendant has passed away. Epstein did not act alone. This is what came out in today's hearing, and the prosecutors and the attorneys are targeting Epstein's co-conspirators. The Tuesday hearing revealed that Epstein's attorneys are skeptical of the official determination that he committed suicide. And by the way, uh, there's something wrong with the CCTV that should have recorded what went on. It just magically doesn't work. It's not uh, legible. You can't see what's going on. So the attorneys asked Judge Berman to oversee an investigation into the death. And meanwhile, a separate group of FBI agents and prosecutors are doing the same thing. Prosecutors made clear that a dismissal against Epstein does not mean the investigation into the co-conspirators will end, nor will it prevent the U.S. government from pursuing assets via civil forfeiture. Up to 30 women were expected to address the court today, along with prosecutors and Epstein's lawyers. Lawyer Brad Williams, who represents dozens of accusers, said 15 women he represents will testify Tuesday, while another 20 declined. Why? Because they're afraid of public exposure and others because the way in which this case ended will never bring full justice and they decided it was best for them not to talk today. So anytime you hear an accuser coming forward, it represents 
a lot of guts, and I, I give them credit for that. Um, so we had one accuser who told the judge that it didn't feel good to wake up that morning and hear that he allegedly committed suicide. She said, I still feel like I'm leaning or learning the ways he's impacted me. A third woman who also did not give, give her full name said, I think many of us will never heal from what happened to us. Now, let me just say this. I have ministered personally to probably a dozen or so SRA victims, satanic ritual abuse victims, who were believers in the Lord Jesus Christ, and he is healing them. Many of us were impacted by incest or being abused as children, and if we allow God to do so, he does heal. So we will pray for these victims at the end of this video and just know that if you are a victim, God can and will heal your heart if you turn yourself over to him and allow him to do it. He loves you and he wants to. So let's talk about another aspect that came out. Prince Andrew is going to be sharing his emails with the FBI. And the Sun reported that agents are set to carry out a forensic sweep of online messages, which will reveal if Epstein's friends like Prince Andrew were aware of any criminal behavior. If interesting emails from the Duke of York are found, he could be asked to give the FBI his own computers. Cops have already seized an Apple device and two desktop computers from the millionaire's private island. His devices are now forming a significant part of their ongoing investigation, which comes weeks after he hanged himself or someone helped him. And this is what Prince Andrew said. I met Mr. Epstein in 1999. During that time, I knew him. I saw him infrequently and probably no more than once a year or twice a year. I have stayed in a number of his residences. Boy, I think this guy is in heap big trouble. Now I'm going to go to this little clip and I'll give a little promo for the website. I will put a link at the bottom and the interviewer's name is Daniel Duval. I have a friend who knows him. You know, you can make up your own mind about him, but he is helping these SRA victims. There is another gal that he interviewed. He posted one interview last week and one this week. Her name is Jane, and she was being groomed to be one of the Mothers of Darkness. I will go through those interviews. I'll take notes, and I'll make you aware of what was said in a future video. Those are far more uh, complex. More information is given. It's a little confusing. She goes into the hierarchy, and I will have to give it a lot of thought putting that together. And I will also, at the time that I put out a video, I will include the link. So let's go on to this little clip. Um, my memory at five um, was actually uh, all underground. I remember them. I remember having something over my eyes where I couldn't see and going down, uh, and then being placed in like it was like a stall. Um, more kind of kind of like a a horse stall um like keep like keeping animals in the stall and there was tons of other children there too in different stalls we weren't in the same one it was all in different ones it was kind so of so there were all if you didn't hear that there were all these stalls and they keep them in there like animals and they were all children and they were all being SRA sex satanically ritually abused and sexually abused and um, this is what they do this is what the elite do 
laid out like there were different pathways kind of like the designs on the uh, top of where the temple is in the Virgin Islands like kind of the labyrinth kind of designs on there um, wow. they were very much um, you know kind of zigzagging back through um, not just straight you know rows but kind of back and forth and um, I was always chained up like had um, something which what is not really new for me that it's a lot of the program they did with me and, and I was you know said that I was an animal um, and really all of the children were led around by any by Chinese like a uh, dog collar and it was really like he was pretty much saying that these are these are my animals like bringing people through to look at like his product um, he brought people through these cages to show off his product this is Epstein that was doing this so he was having elites flying from all parts of the world and he was showing them the product and this is very very common this is something they take great pride in these these luciferian devil elites that are going to rot in hell and burn forever in the lake of fire i just want to remind their devils of that and um they like to show this their product off their their programming off and they'll actually i mean you'll have other satanists bring their children in and like to you know kind of size them up and compare and, and it's it's like going to a uh you know where you go to a 4-h festival uh, and um at the fair and they're judging between different pigs and different horses and different cows to see who's going to get the blue ribbon this is this is literally what they're doing here essentially it's, it's kind of similar to that and the programming Epstein told these children, if you're good enough, you can be my girlfriend, and told her this. She was five. Oh. He was doing mixed breed programming, and she was told that her job was to be a pet or a dog. She was part of an animal race and was forced to have intercourse with dogs. And he see, I don't think, I don't, I don't see there any problem with you as a Christian losing death and warrior angels against these Luciferian satanic devils. That they, that they get thrust down to hell as soon as possible. That they do, are not able to prosper in wickedness and defile these little children. Um, and that one of the things I also pray is that when they die, that all men would see and fear and declare the work of God that they would wisely consider of God's doing, just like Psalm 64 says. So in other words, it wouldn't just be in, in private. It would be so that the world could see it as an example so that all men would see and fear and declare the work of God. And that they're devils and demons that emanate and operate through pedivores like Epstein and the Clintons and these types of devils. That they couldn't just go into someone else. Because that's what they'll do. If they can. It's well known like when when like a, like let's say the matriarch of a family dies, the dad. And he just say he's an evil devil. Well, it's well known in witchcraft that those demons will typically try to go into the firstborn, well, the firstborn son or whoever has the biggest open door in that lineage afterward. 
Usually it's the firstborn son. If there if that exists. If not, maybe the firstborn daughter. That's well known. Those devils just don't go, you know. You need when you're practicing spiritual warfare this way, I pray that God bind them up and cast them into the abyss or go where Jesus tells them to go, what whatever you feel led to do. Until which time they then be cast into the lake of fire and that none would be able to come to take their place. Because what point is it where God kills somebody like Epstein and then the, his demons just go into someone else and the whole cycle starts over? Because the demons and the devils and the evil entities are what's animating people like Epstein to do what he's doing. Because we battle not against flesh and blood. We can focus it all on Epstein in this particular example. But really, it's the demons and the devils and the evil entities emanating and operating through him. That's where we have the real problem. So that's where our prayers need to be focused on to a certain extent. And, and never forget what I just said just then. Because I do believe it's super important. And I never hardly hear anyone mention that thing that I just said. A few times, but it's very rare. And it doesn't mean I'm thinking better. I, I'm just saying it's just not something you're going to hear in your standard Joel Osteen sermon. Oh, maybe. Oh, Joel's probably gotten into that a hundred times. What am I saying? <laughs> what am I? So I apologize. Or be a good girl. Pretend you're having sex with me. Oh, Epstein man. felt he had the most important DNA in the world, and he wanted to impregnate tons, in her words, of female. Yep. Okay, now this is a totally separate report. This isn't New York Times. New York Times is openly admitting that this disgusting maggot devil from the pit of hell known as Jeffrey Epstein was trying to do this. Create this race of Epsteinites or whatever that could go forth and do Lucifer's bidding. So he had 20 at a time impregnated at his Zorro Ranch and he probably had 20 at a time impregnated under Orgy Island and who knows where else. And he was such a psychopathic narcissist that he thought he was going to be like Hitler and bring about like the, well, Hitler wanted the Aryan fifth root race. I don't know what Epstein, he wanted the synagogue of Satan fifth root race. So that's what we're dealing with here. We were good. He dangled the carrot, or these are my words, but he dangled the carrot of having sex with him and then they wouldn't be dogs anymore. Oh. She said, we were always trying to perform well so we could go upstairs. And that meant, you know, that was a prestigious thing to be. So he made it so horrific for them that they were forcing little girls to have sex with dogs. And the, the privilege was, okay, if you don't want to have sex with doggies anymore, you better be a really good girl. And then you can come up and have sex with me. That was the, the, the carrot. I mean, you can't even, you, you cannot possibly comprehend the level of depravity that, that goes on with these devils. To go upstairs to be out in the open because then they were trusted not to fall apart. She called him a programmer. She said he used military type programming and knew about MK Ultra. He was very involved with the Clintons. And scientists. And, and he the would Trumps. bring people by to see his product and the programming and let them test it out for themselves. And the programming was rape and torture. He also allowed them to choose some of his 
quote-unquote product and take them with him. She talked about Stephen Hawking. He was in the torture with them. Even though he couldn't do it, he was telling people what to do and how to do the torture. Stephen Hawking, that devil in the wheelchair you always see, he's real, like, you know. I, I never, ever had a good feeling about him. You know, we're supposed to have pity or whatever on this poor wheelchair-bound genius who's as godless devil as you could possibly... No, no. Somehow they got his wheelchair wheelchair down there into the dungeon so he could he could direct ways that they could be tortured. He looked like a sadistic devil. I don't care if he's in a wheelchair. Doesn't that doesn't mean that he can't be a sadistic devil? And he was. She said he was a cruel and evil person. This next part is hard to say. He kept babies in jars and used them as a way to terrorize his captives. He would threaten to kill these tiny babies if these girls or children that he had in cages wouldn't obey him. But then he also told him or told them that he would bring the babies back if they didn't tell what was going on. So it was a huge weight of responsibility on this little five-year-old to be told that if she behaved and as long as she did whatever she was told to do, then she was responsible for the lives of these babies being brought back to life, which of course was a big fat lie. And she mentioned that they were kept in uh, cryogenic containers or what she now thinks is what that was because at the time she was just little. Although she said that this torture and all this stuff kept up till she was at least 17. So another thing, these babies were kept in jars in order to burn them, just like in the Bible, you know, sac running your children through the fire and sacrificing them to Baal or Moloch. They were either bred or cloned. She doesn't know for sure. These are, this is the result of memories that were coming back to her. She said that she herself had babies that were removed from her before they were born. Epstein had so many ties with scientists because of his experiments, including breeding and mixing DNA. She said it reminded her of what the Nazi scientists would do. They were told to pray to be good enough to go upstairs, and the prayers, of course, were to Moloch or to idols. They were told that God created them evil, and that was part of their programming. They used sounds, light, words and torture with sexual feelings so that they wouldn't or so that they would think that they were crazy and out of control and therefore if you think that you're left to your own thoughts you're crazy but when you have a controller you're more under control and you're, you're you feel safer it means that freedom becomes terrifying to you Epstein was doing things underground in the Virgin Islands, on that island, before he owned the island. She said that the locations that he used, and she went to many of them, were always set up as a labyrinth with stalls. So I just wanted to show you, I did some research on labyrinths. This is a labyrinth done in stone, and this was from something called JonasClark.com. Labyrinths, New Age occult prayer walks, and demonic prayer labyrinths are entering Christian churches in North America. So yep. what is a labyrinth? A labyrinth is a pagan instrument used as an occult gateway into the supernatural. She talked about the labyrinth here on Epstein's Island. You can see it's in kind of a reddish pink. Oh, yeah, okay. So the labyrinth, if you're doing an overhead aerial view, um, there's... 
okay now this is where the the square the square egyptian building is when this is a picture of it when the dome was there and the idols were there on on the roof as well the golden idols and the golden dome now that's since been removed supposedly from the hurricane but probably to, to make it less uh make it look less strange less red flaggy anyway in the tile around there's white i don't know tan off-white tile around this square egyptian building on epstein island there's a picture here it's 12 17 if you, you want to look at it and there's like scarlet red lines in this tile work that are very very reminiscent of what you would think of a labyrinth would be so evidently that's very important for them to have all of this represented and actually is what the underground area was like it was like a labyrinth whatever color that is and here is a tablet of a labyrinth that is out of babylonia 2000 to 1700 bc same thing there so as long as we're talking about really horrible stuff and like i said go ahead and give that interview a listen i will put the link in the description box let's look at this this is the san diego museum of man who has a fascinating cannibalism exhibit and we have seen so san diego museum of man fascinating cannibal exhibit this is you can go tour this i'm not saying do it but i'm saying you can go do this and it's featured in different publications uh articles one in newsweek about cannibalism and it makes us wonder okay what's the next exposure is it going to be this cannibalism psychologists say to say that humans could adapt to cannibalism and then this reporter says wait what and it's it's beyond disgusting so this is from the exhibit in the san diego museum who is a cannibal warriors from many cultures european kings and queens european and american sailors columnists or excuse me american it's like doing it in this like this wonderful who's a cannibal way you know it's all these nice graphics and you know all these things to make it look enticing like and like it's okay to do accident survivors the sick and then you question mark i'm just going to read through some of these things um this is from that display at the museum hear the emotional first-hand account of uruguayan rugby players who trapped high in the andes mountains resorted to cannibalism to survive learn why european explorers falsely they made a whole movie about that i believe i think it was walt disney that did that movie on the uh, the cannibalism where the plane crashed up in the the uh, andes and they end up having to eat all of their cohorts uh, on the soccer team i was a soccer team i don't know it was rugby um or maybe this is a different one i don't know but yeah that was i, I could have swore it was uh I don't know. This maybe maybe there was other ones that, that did it, but I know that Walt Disney made a movie about it, and glor- like you know the the the, the uh, overcoming all the obstacles, eating your your uh, teammates in order to you know get by and finally overcome and get out of the mountains. And yeah, they're they're trying to create that type of you know 
wonderful buzz around cannibalism so that, you know, we all think it's wonderful. Falsely use the label of cannibal to enslave and control people around the world. Step into the apothecary shop to find out how the human body has been used as medicine. While stranded at sea, decide who among you will be eaten so that the others may live. Oh, maybe you'll be wonderful? the one who draws the short straw. Yeah, oh yeah. This is disturbing. Yeah, maybe it says maybe you'll be the one that draws the short straw. Maybe you'll get a chance to get eaten. They're actually presenting it in this exciting, fun-filled way. This is not a joke. This is how they're really doing this at this museum. Decide if you already do things that make you a cannibal, too. Recommended for ages 10 and up. <laughs> okay. In this thoughtful and gore-free, one-of-a-kind exhibit, gore you'll discover free. that yeah. cannibals aren't who you think they are. They're warriors from many cultures, European kings and queens, American and European sailors, American colonists, accident survivors, the sick, and more. The San Diego Union Tribune gave cannibals high praise. Oh, good. That's and all I need. Here's another picture from that exhibit. You'll see here's you've got that um, Cannibal Lecter movie. Yeah, Silence of the Lambs. They've got different movies. Fried Green Tomatoes. Yeah, I forgot about that. There's a scene in Fried Green Tomatoes where they basically, it was the wicked, wicked guy, and they end up cooking him up and putting him in the barbecue. And the sheriff's eating the barbecue. He's like, this is the best barbecue I ever taste it and he just keeps going back for more and more and they're all chuckling in the little kitchen you know and the thing is is in the movie it's also justified because it's like well this guy was wicked he was evil so he got what was coming you know very easy to get on board with it and they're showing all these different uh i don't know one of those dumb cartoons that they have and then the, the different shows that they've got terminus uh all the different shows movies in where their cannibalism is um portrayed and they've got like this wall of fame of cannibals myth and reality at this particular exhibit rotten to fried green tomatoes it's slow disclosure folks we've been indoctrinated into cannibalism for quite some time i mean how old is that movie fried green tomatoes it's not a new movie that's for sure okay so this goes on for another you know half hour at least um and she gets into some other subjects. But, uh, yeah. Uh, when I heard that, I'm like, I got to play this. I'm sorry, I should have given a bigger warning. I kind of had forgot all the content sh that she was going to get into. I've got such, I mean, so much content to cover now that a lot of times, you know, and the information is so horrific. I lose track of where all the really horrific stuff is. So I apologize for that, but. Um, it's it's it needs to be known as well okay so now that we're on the subject of um epstein and his good buddy trump which we've proven that over and over again uh trump's spiritual advisor pastor and apostle paula white and her rock star husband jonathan khan who's uh the i believe the keyboardist for journey the rock band journey promote pornography in marriages and here they're on stage giving their little little talk and this is this is trump's spiritual advisor his main one this corrupt devil jezebel witch paula white and in the following clip jonathan the her husband her third husband i believe at least her third uh, stated that christian women should watch pornography with their husbands if that's what they he likes 
Paulo then tried to laugh it off and act like he was joking, but it was no joke. In the house of God, supposedly with children in the sanctuary, laughing as well and cackling in the background, John and Paula have no respect for God, the church, children, or even their own selves. But, you know, that's typical. So here you're going to hear the clip. Oh, I'm sorry. It started over. It's coming. And the other part of it is, ladies, if you don't know what he likes, you know, figure it out. If So, ladies, if you don't know what he likes, meaning your husband, or I'm sure your boyfriend or your, or your lover or whoever you're fornicating with, figure it out. Figure it out. Now, this is a guy that's, you know been the lead keyboardist for journey probably since the early 80s journey was like one of the bands i absolutely 100 was my favorite rock band at one time like in middle school you know i used to go to sleep playing journey albums okay so i know a lot about this particular band and um i always thought it was odd when i started seeing the oh jonathan khan he's a christian now and Steve Perry might be a Christian and things of this nature. But see, their version, their brand of Christianity is far different than what the Bible talks about. Get a book. Go get some porn. Do something. <laughs> Go get some porn. Get a book. So get a pornography book. Get, you know, whatever instruction, sexual instruction manual. And, and Paul is sitting next to him. They're both right in the front of a church. Uh, he's got the microphone. She's standing off to his side laughing. He likes to watch porn. Watch porn with him. <laughs> He likes to watch porn, watch porn with him. I just want to make sure you're hearing all this. It's like, you got to get where you're going to go. Figure it out. They're all laughing. Someone fell on the floor. But Paula White says, someone fell on the floor. She's laughing. Yeah, yeah you don't hear anybody booing or, or, or rebuking them or, you know, no. No, it's all. And then she goes, and I'm not even going to give her a chance to give her a little justification there. Um, I think we heard enough. So that's that's Trump's main, and it's perfect. He should have her as his spirit. I mean, a, a serial child molester, Donald Trump, paid out about $30 million that we know of in lawsuits to six different families of children he molested. Wayne Matson recovered the whole thing. I've, I've covered it. I've, I've put the uh, report out. I've got it, you know, went over it all, gave the names of the children, the amount of the settlement, the whole nine yards. Nobody will even, even alternative media, I've never seen anybody touch it, other than Wade Matson. He's done a whole lot worse. I mean, not, I'm sorry. He, I'm not saying he's done a whole lot worse. He's done a whole lot more, okay? And I've gotten into a lot of that as well, all the other, you know, teenage girls he's molested and, and things and his own daughter ivanka who's absolutely total mk ultra mind control sex slave obviously sex kitten and i think we've proved that over and over so this is this is perfect that he would have paula white as his spiritual advisor and we're going to get more into paula white i've never actually done a, a teaching on her but we're going to do a little mini teaching now i don't have time anymore to do dedicated teachings on any one particular subject so i'm just rapid firing as much information as you as i can to educate you and bring you up to speed uh, now I'm going to put in here my teaching and I'm going to read you the table of contents on what women can do for the Lord and women pastors. Is that, is that biblical? The biblical qualifications for pastors, elders, deacons, and spiritual overseers. And 
I'm going to read you the table of contents. I give you the two links here. It's in the PDF. In this study, we will be primarily looking at the subject of what women can do for the Lord and the things I just mentioned. We will also be taking an in-depth look at the most common arguments some use to authorize women having biblical offices that only men are supposed to hold. That being Deborah of Judges and the daughters and handmaidens who prophesied in Acts 2.17 and 18 and the daughters of Philip in Acts 21.8 and 9. There are, there are two errors among Christians in regard to women's ministry. Number one, some teach that women can do anything, which is not scriptural. Two, others teach that women can do almost nothing, which is not scriptural. Godly women have a large role in the work of God. Though they have limitations and there are some restrictions upon their work. These are restrictions given by the word of God. In this study, we will be endeavoring to be present, to present, present these with rational, with the rationale behind why these restrictions have been given by the Lord. Well, everybody's got restrictions on them. If you're a Christian, you could be a teenage boy, a fully adult, a fully grown adult man. You could be, you know, everybody's got restrictions on them. So this isn't something where I'm some chauvinist. I'm just telling you, what does the word of God say? Women are not qualified to be pastors. Especially be calling themselves apostles as well. You know, are you, is she going around healing everybody? Because that's what the apostles did. I don't think so. But yet, this Jezebel devil from the pit of hell is going around calling herself a pastor pastor the bible says the pastor the wife um the pastor is to be the husband of one wife and that's also bishop elder deacon the husband of one wife it never says the wife of one husband never but you know now it's just normal you go into a church and it's it's a female preacher well bless god i was called to this no you weren't no you weren't because god is not the author of confusion and God wouldn't have went against the word of God. You were never called to be a pastor over men and women. It's one thing if a woman has a ministry specifically focused on like helping other women with a specific thing. But when she's out there and she's teaching both men and women and they're under her leadership, there's no Bible for that at all. None. And it's a gigantic reason why one of the reasons why things are in such a backwards mess as they are in the church. It's just one of the myriad of reasons. Because they've thrown the word of God out. They don't care. That's just one of the many. The men preachers are out there. A lot of them are, are Freemasons. A lot of them are, are, are fornicating. They've got, you know, people on the side. They're yoked up with the FEMA clergy response team. They're yoked up with the government through the 501c3 status. They're preaching out of a perverted Bible. So there's a plenty of stuff the guys are doing too. So I'm not just focusing in on women. But, you know, all I care about is, is trying to get the biblical truth out there. And this is so easy to prove in the Bible. It's just, you know, not hard. Okay, let's go to the next video. Apostle and pastor Paula White and her son flashing the devil's sign, the Cornudo, the El Cornudo sign over and over again while preaching so what these people are just like benny hinn just like kenneth copeland like a lot of the people i've talked about these people at the top are almost always satanists luciferians just had that study not too long ago with uh oral roberts and billy graham and these types they're they're, they're luciferians they're closet luciferians and there's all types of ways you can prove this 
Ken Oral Roberts, Ken Billy Graham. 33rd degree Freemason. Billy Graham, for sure. He was even up on their most famous Freemason pacing, uh, Freemasons in Louisiana. And then when they started taking heat, they took it down. But, you know, I've got, in the study I did on him, I had the, um, I believe I had the mirror image before they took it down. And I posted it in the PDF. Anyway, let's play this one. Should be playing here. Let me play you a segment from the video, The Rise of Satanism, where Satanist Richard Ramirez could be seen doing this sign. And also a segment from... The Night Stalker, Richard Ramirez, the the, the serial killer, uh, I don't know, like the 80s or whatever out in California. That pentagram in his hand, he was always flashing the Cornudo sign. Well, they're going to contrast Paul White with him. Hell's Bells video where we are given an explanation of the sign. National news coverage brought the demented crimes of self-styled Satanist and serial murder Richard Ramirez into public attention. His crimes included raping a woman in the same bed as the dead body of her husband, whom he had just killed. She then listened helplessly as Ramirez sodomized her eight-year-old son. Another woman was forced to swear allegiance to Satan as Ramirez beat and raped her, while yet another elderly lady had a pentagram carved on her thigh. Ramirez arrogantly brandished secret satanic symbols to the press. He flashed a two-fingered devil sign to news reporters, prominently greeted the courtroom with, Hail Satan, and conspicuously waved the pentagram drawn on his palm. You don't understand me. You are not expected to. This is, this is Ramirez speaking in court. You don't understand me. You're not expected to. I'm not capable of it, I'm beyond your experience. I am beyond your experience. I am beyond good and evil. I will be avenged. Lucifer dwells within us all. That's it. So this is a song. Uh, he said Lucifer dwells within us all. And then this is some song group from back then. And there, I think she's been talking about the, the arrival of the Antichrist in the song. We've been waiting for 2,000 years for you to come again. Now, this is an old video, a really old video, and that's why you're not getting very good quality. She's flashing the Cornudo sign while she's saying this. Another symbol that is integral to satanic religion is the El Cornado, a hand gesture that represents the devil himself. Like the pentagram, it too is virtually everywhere in rock music. Ozzy Osbourne, Meatloaf, Rick James, Cheap Trick, Motley Crue, Frankie Goes to Hollywood, Coven, the Beatles, Kiss, Todd Rundgren. They're showing every single group that is making this the Cornudo sign. I've done a whole teaching on this, and I give you I'll give you a link to that in a second. But um, they're showing all the and obviously these are these are rock groups. This is a really old tape, so this is these are like most of them are from like the '80s and the '70s and the '60s. And Dio are just a few examples where this sign for Satan is used. There's a very famous Christian rock performer who does the sign of allegiance to the devil in concert. We're going to take a look in a second at a video clip of her doing just that. 
You can find this sign on the back of the Satanic Bible by Anton LaVey. It doesn't mean I love you. It means allegiance to Satan. When the thumb and two middle fingers are turned down and the index and the pinky are turned up, it signifies the horns of the goat and that the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost are in subjection to the devil and Antichrist. Wow. Now, that Christian rock person, I'm not sure he was in reference. I know Amy Grant was seen doing that several times on stage. Amy Grant's a member of a older Christian rock. And I think she went over to secular, though. And, and But at one time, she was Christian. So they're showing what the hand symbol looks like and the thumb over the finger. And here's Paul White doing it, clearly doing it, on stage preaching. Uh, here's another instance of her. She's literally got the microphone in her hand and she's doing it with the microphone. The hand sign means Satan is number one. Here's her doing it with both hands and in, during an interview. Here's her doing preaching. She's doing it with both hands. Uh, another one, she's doing it with you know one hand. Notice Paula's son is now going to pledge allegiance to Satan while praying to Jesus, supposedly in Hebrew, going to Guyana, Africa, to get spiritually prepared. Africa is steeped in witchcraft and in dire need of Jesus Christ. Is he going to Ghana to prepare spiritually to come back and bewitch the congregation, as did Rodney Howard Brown, the Holy Ghost bartender, who had been said would train under a voodoo witch doctor in South Africa? Galatians 3.1, O foolish Galatians, who have bewitched you that you should not obey the truth. 2 Corinthians 11.13.15, For such as are false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into apostles of Christ. And no marvel, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. Therefore it is no great thing if Satan's ministers also be transformed into ministers of righteousness, whose end shall be according to their works. Notice their son didn't look too happy about going out. Again, you can't see the video, but I'm, I, give, I do give you a link. You can watch it for yourself here. Um, about another Brad, couple. stand up. Uh, this is my son. He is now co-GM. I'm so proud of so him. So he's co-GM. General, evidently, he's co-general manager of her church. She's telling her son to stand up. This is the first, I think her first son she had in her first marriage. I, um, I think it was her only child. I don't. Maybe she's had more, but I, I think it was her only child. He's taken Paula White ministry to a whole nother level. Yeah, He's getting ready to go to Ghana for one month. For one month, getting ready to be spiritually prepared. So y'all watch out when he comes back. Um, oh, so yeah. getting spiritual development. And Brad Stanton. He'll be, you know, twice the child of the devil. And then it shows him standing on stage. He's got this deadpan look on his face and he's absolutely flashing the Cornudo sign with one hand while he's praying to God in the other. He's holding the one high hand up, Hail Satan sign in, on his left hand which is appropriate because it's the left-hand path of witchcraft, the dark, the really dark side. And he's praying to God this prayer with, in his other hands holding the microphone to his mouth. So, you know, it's, it's not, there's not too much hypocrisy here. This is my son. I'm so proud of him. He's getting ready to go to Ghana for one month. For one month, getting ready to be spiritually prepared. So y'all watch out when he comes back. Oh, yeah. Um, so getting spiritual development. I'm so proud of him and Rachel. And so he, here's him praying. He's literally doing the Cornudo sign with his left hand. While he's praying to the Lord Jesus Christ, He's he's got the, the Hail Satan sign up in his left hand. I mean, it, this is just absolute red-level insanity. 
And my people love to have it so, like the Bible says, that Bible verse. We are delivered, Father God. Your word says that your son came to set the captives free right now, and we declare your children free in the name of Jesus Christ, Yeshua HaMashiach, who is above all the enemy's words, Father God. We declare them null and void. Oh, he Let sounds so sincere us, God. while Let he's doing the Cornuto sign, praying to Satan. But yet, you would think he's praying to God. No, no, not really. Your spirit, seal the work that was done tonight in the name of Jesus. We praise you and you glorify you for your deliverance and your presence in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Sounds like a real good prayer, doesn't it? You know, for the most part. But uh, unfortunately, he's flashing the Cornuto sign while he's praying it. A red flag there. There it goes back to mommy, mommy the apostle. She's gonna pray in tongues, and um, the apostle, prophet, whatever, mommy, uh, pastor, devil, Jezebel, witch. So those are demonic tongues. I don't need to pray about that or anything. That is absolutely 100% straight from Satan. Demonic tongues, because she's obviously of her father, the devil, and of his work she will do. So I'm not saying that there's no biblical way you could look at the the day and times we're living in and say oh tongues are there's no way it could ever be i'm not saying that but i'm saying in that particular case okay we know that's demonic tongues because we know that's a vessel of satan and we're gonna we're gonna even further prove that so here's here's Mirrors arrogantly brandished secret satanic symbols to the press he flashed a two-fingered devil sign to news reporters. He's showing Ramirez going into the courtroom, and he's he's flashing the two-fingered devil sign, and then it shows um, Paula. I mean, literally in almost the same exact pose that Ramirez is in. It's it's wow. Prominently greeted the courtroom with "Hail Satan." Another symbol that is integral to satanic religion is the El Coronado. Here it shows Anton LaVey doing it on the, on the uh, I believe, it, it's, it's, I don't know if it's on the cover of the Satanic Bible, but it's, it's represented there. Anton LaVey is the one that wrote the Satanic Bible. ...represents the devil himself. Like the pentagram, it too is virtually everywhere in rock music. So, it, it's, this video reiterates a lot of itself. It's only got another minute to go but it's basically the same stuff you've already heard so we've got that so yeah um so they're saying yeah it's it's okay to you know fun to have the pornography in the bedroom and um then um they flash in their el cornudo sign she's trump's chief main spiritual advisor we're just getting cranked up now i've done a whole study on the cornudo el diablo devil's horn diabolicus hook'em horns i love you supposedly i love you helen keller uh hand sign now I understand the Helen Keller one is where okay the the thumb is not the thumb is not um, uh, in contact with the middle finger and the index finger okay which would represent the Holy Spirit being in a subjection to the devil horns okay the Helen Keller ones that the hands open but it's it's demonic okay and I prove this in there about we talk about Helen Keller. In her actual um, background we will start off by this teaching by going over 
the much talked about cornudo sign the mono cornudo or horn hand sign is an ancient symbol used to protect against the evil eye in italian mono means hand and corno means horn this symbol also represents the horn god of the witches it's also called diabolicus the sign of the horned devil and can actually be tracked traced all the way back to babylon on the great wall of babylon adjacent to ishtar's gate was a mosaic image of a horned bull representing the sun god the horns were symbolic of the babylonian god's power over the hearts of men Later in Imperial Rome, Caesar's military legions and millions of common people worshipped the sun god, Mithras. Mithraic initiates were baptized in the blood of the horned bull, slain and sacrificed by the temple priests. The Knights Templar predecessor uh, to today's Scottish Rite Freemasons worshipped the grotesque horned goat god, Baphomet. It is believed that many Illuminists continue to sacrifice to this unspeakable deity to this very day. Reportedly, the Illuminati take great delight in seeing the masses adopt their ancient symbol of satanic worship on such a vast scale. Now, the best place I know of that is when you have a Texas, University of Texas football game. When you've got Hook'em Horns fans, University of Texas, the Longhorns, like, you know, 80, 90,000 people throwing up the Mono Cornudo sign. You know, hook them horns, whatever. Oh, it doesn't mean that. It's just symbolic. I don't care. Devil knows what it means. Devil knows exactly. And if he can get you to do something that, you know, you think is harmless and it's and it's literally demon infesting you, he don't he loves it. He wants to keep you in the dark about this stuff. Going further, we will also explore the occultist Helen Keller's role in the development of the modern day hand sign system of the death. And how this relates to the Cornudo sign. Okay, let's go further. Paula White's perversions are worse than you thought. Paula White, or as she claims, Apostle Paula White, or Pastor Paula White. Either or both. Well, of course, that exposes her as a heretical false teacher forbidden in the scripture explicitly i have details on that after the video clips i'm going to show you uh, that should be elementary but you might not know just how profane some of these false teachers take it and this may be a resource to share with people who are caught up and snared by these false teachers here we go Okay, now there's something he misses. This um, she's got her, um, she's up there preaching like a wild woman up there for Satan. And there's something that he misses in this video. And I'm looking at the um, the this pulpit she's preaching behind, and it's it's got a literal in the center of the the this pulpit. It looks to be a, like an opaque glass. There is a crucified Christ, which is Catholic. It's it's got a cross. Okay. And there's Jesus is on the cross. That's the way the Catholics always want to portray Jesus, where he's always on the cross. And every time they got to go to mass, they're re-crucifying him and over and over and over to atone for their sins. But Jesus said it was finished. And when it was finished and he came off the cross 
and now he's ever seated at the, at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. But see, the Catholics don't like that. They're not taught that. They're 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 taught this pitiful Jesus that's still hanging on the cross that has to keep being recrucified every time the priest has a mass. And through the process of transubstantiation, they believe they're turning the Catholic communion host and the wine into the literal, and I don't mean symbolic or figurative, I mean literal blood and body of Jesus Christ. It's blasphemous. So she got that there in the thing, and then around it is the triquetra symbol. And it's the triquetra symbol is the triple Wiccan goddess symbol, and it's formed when you take three circles and uh, you have two kind of on the bottom overlapping a little bit and one on top. If you want to see a good triquetra symbol, just go buy a New King James Version Bible and you'll see the tri triquetra, triple Wiccan goddess symbol on that Bible. That's what they put on the Bible to show you that it's it's a corruption. Okay, so it's real easy to do. You want to know or just look it up online or look up uh, triquetra and uh new king james and you'll see it there and i've done a study on that where i talked about that new king james bible just key that in the keyword search at contendingfortruth.com and so anyway it, it's perfect that she's got the triple wiccan goddess symbol with the catholic um cross as she's preaching from over the entire bible he is prolific he is articulate he's not a good preacher he's a very boring preacher he never took homiletics or hermeneutics he preaches 24 hours Anybody that can't say it in 30 so minutes. She's, she, so she's ragging on Paul, the Apostle Paul, quite possibly the greatest Apostle. He's boring. He never took homily. He's not like her. He's he's not, you know, fancy and, and, and um, you know, all gussied up and, and perfect and preaching just like, you know, he, he didn't have all the college training and all this stuff. So he's boring. Can't preach well. 24 hours, he's so boring that a man falls asleep, falls out of the window, and breaks his neck. I mean, what, a, what a blasphemous witch. What a blasphemous, stinking devil witch. Bombing. Come on, I have messed up on occasion, but I have yet for somebody to die in one of my services because I have put them to sleep. Wow, you forked on Wow, yes, I know that was probably hard to stomach. Uh, the Apostle Paul. Uh, President Trump's main spiritual advisor among many other devil heretics horrible preacher terrible preacher not as good as paula because if you can't get your message across in 30 minutes you're not a good preacher think she might be overlooking something there people were listening to him for hours and hours and hours on end think that would clue us in he's not boring Okay, so it goes on through the night, and the man falls asleep, etc. But anyway, that's bombing. She describes the Apostle Paul's preaching as bombing. And, of course, explains to us all how much better she is. Absolutely. Yeah. Right, one more video clip, and then we'll move on. Okay, this one coming from a YouTube video posted entitled... I work my hips and lips. By so does this sound like a woman of God preaching and rightly dividing the word of truth? White. And again, I would, if you got children, I would, I, there's a lot of stuff I'm getting into in this teaching that's not appropriate for children. I'm just telling you right now, you know. And this is stuff, this is preaching in a church. And I have to, I have to give this kind of warning. Unbelievable.
God gave me hips and lips for a reason. He did it. He did it. And I work it too. I gave me hips and lips for a reason. He did it. He did it. And I work it too. I work my hips and lips. What? He did On God's green earth did we just hear. I don't even want to comment on that. I don't even know where to begin. I don't even want to go there. He did it, and I work it too. I work my hips and lips. Woman of God, right? I work my hips and lips. Pastor and apostle. Right, let's see. Wow. Look at a thumbnail sketch here. If you saw my video, How to Spot a Heretic in 60 Seconds or Less, really all you ever need to do, man or woman, is look at the Catholic connection. Look for the Catholic connection. Of course, you're not going to be high-level politics, yep. quote, spiritual advisor to the president and not have the Catholic connection. It shows her speaking like it looks like at the inauguration of the president. She's at the podium with the presidential seal. They're outside, and there's a Catholic priest behind her, and Donald Trump is behind her, and Mike Pence is. This is how high level this Jezebel witch has climbed. There's Cardinal Dolan behind her. You're hand in hand with Rome, the Pope, the Cardinals, etc., with the mother of the apostasy and abominations of the earth, of course. So she's spiritual advisor to Trump. And of course, here we here's the reference. I pointed to on the beginning there, 1 Timothy 2, that's one place that her apostleship and pastoral position uh, is in complete contradiction with the Word of God. So that's sort of the elephant in the room, if you will. But then, of course, again, the Catholic connection and uh, President Trump that she, of course, says, I know that President-elect Trump has a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, some bullet points to discuss Trump's profession of Christianity. He said he never asked God for forgiveness. He said that in an interview, and then somebody, of course, busted him on that in a later interview. And he says, well, I'm going to ask God for forgiveness now, uh, but hopefully I won't have to ask too much forgiveness. Not too much forgiveness for an unrepentant whoremonger, casino owner, uh, unprecedented that uh, one of his casinos in Atlantic City was the first one to feature a strip club. Of course, adultery, fornication, plenty of profanity coming out of his mouth. Varied times, of course. Pathological liar. First president in history who campaigned in support of homosexual marriage. Put on the red hats and the red Kool-Aid mustache to go. Yep, absolutely. Yep. He is absolutely lockstep with all the gay, transgender agenda, shoving that down our throats to take away all our rights. He's also a Kabbalist. I'm reading from his book, Trump, The Way to the Top, The Best Business Advice I Ever Received, page 188. One day, and this is Trump writing, one day when my Kabbalah teacher, Etan Yardani, asked how I was doing, I told him I needed a break. I was thoroughly exhausted, overwhelmed, and overlooked. Etan then said to me, do you know what you should do now? I thought he was, and this just goes on and on. So he's a Kabbalist. 
He's a he's a synagogue of Satan. He's converted most likely to Shabbat Lubavitch. He is a Jew. He's converted to Judaism. I'm not saying he's blue Jew bloodline, but he's converted to, to the uh, synagogue of Satan, uh, Kabbalah faction of this. Uh, hear him. Here he is meeting with the Shabbat rabbis, the highest form of of Jewish witchcraft, who practice the Kabbalah, who hate our guts, who want to uh, annihilate the white races, and they state this all the time. Um, here's him meeting with, oh uh, boy, 10 of them, five on each side of him in the Oval Office. There's a picture. I put these pictures out before. Um, here's, here's his, uh, and this is my, this is one of the files I have on him. Trump's ex-wife poses naked for the Kabbalah. Marlon Maples, here's her wearing her red Kabbalah string bracelet. There's his, uh, daughter Tiffany wearing a red Kabbalah string bracelet with her mom. Uh, here's her with the red string bracelet again. Here's Ivanka with the red string bracelet. His his daughter, the one that's trying to take away all of our gun rights now and enact red gun flag laws. There's her daughter wearing the red. Uh, uh, there's uh, the red bracelet. Uh, here's his former attorney Michael Cohen wearing the red string bracelet in court. So they're all Kabbalists. They're all practicing the Kabbalah. The whole family. Jared Kushner is Shabbat Lubavitch. Uh, synagogue of Satan Jew, who may be the Antichrist, that's married to Trump's daughter, Ivanka, and Trump, and they all practice the Kabbalah, and they've all, I mean, Jared Kushner, I'm sure always was, but the whole family's converted to Judaism. The highest level Shabbat Lubavitch version. He's also a Freemason, uh, and uh, we're going to talk more about that a little bit later, and he's said it on camera. Uh, let me see. Here. Here's a whole video on it that I've got here. He's the most anti-gun president in history. We've proven that. They're coming for the guns. Close. He's a close friend of Jeffrey Epstein, arrested in New York City on sex trafficking. He's long been accused of molesting young girls. These are the leading reports on Drudge. Before the plea deal, Mr. Epstein, former hedge fund manager, had been friendly with Donald J. Trump, President Bill Clinton, and Prince Andrew, uh, Duke of York. And um, the new indictment, which will have two sources, uh, it says will reportedly allege that Epstein actually exploited underage girls and the now familiar scheme, paying them for cash uh, for massages and then molesting or sexually abusing them in his Upper East Side mansion or his palatial residence in Palm Beach, which Trump has visited many times and is just minutes from Trump's Mar-a-Lago estate. Trump was uh, once praised Jeffrey Epstein for um, liking underage girls on the younger side. And um, here's a picture of Trump and Melania and Epstein and Ghislaine, his handler, all together. And um, I'm just kind of giving you a little bit of recap here because I want you to understand what kind of devil we're dealing with that's in the White House. In light of Epstein's reported Saturday night arrest, this is before he was... Um, they faked his death and got him out of there on charges of sex trafficking minors a quote from donald trump praising the billionaire's fondness for young women has resurfaced uh trump biographer tim o'brien tweeted in a quote from a 2002 profile of epstein in new york magazine in which trump says i've known jeff for 15 years terrific guy he's a lot of fun to be with yeah and those dungeons down there with the stalls where they're making them have the little girls and little boys have sex with dogs and other animals yeah he's a fun guy really fun guy and then we can go molest him because they're so traumatized they're begging to have sex with us when they're done having sex with animals 
because we've screwed them so much up in the head from all the MK Ultra Mind Control sex programming that they're begging to have sex with fully grown men. Oh, I just, I pray God, I'd lease legions of death and warrior angels against these maggots that they would be annihilated, that their tongues would turn black and rot out of their maggot-infested heads in the sight of all men, that all men would see and fear and declare the work of God, that they would wisely consider of God's doing, and that the righteous would be glad in the Lord and trust in God, and all the upright in heart would glory. I pray to God this wickedness come to an end. Oh, my gosh. Trump's association with Epstein extends into allegations that women were lured directly into sex from Mar-a-Lago, with one woman claiming Epstein's then-girlfriend recruited her for prostitution as a 15-year-old, and she's worked as a locker room attendant at Trump's resort that Epstein frequented. He, they were right, they lived right next to each other almost. They were a stone's throw from one another. Trump's Mar-a-Lago and Epstein's mansion there. I mean... You can't even comprehend this stuff. John 3, 19 through 21. And this is the condemnation that light is coming to the world and that men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. For everyone that doeth evil hateth the light and hates anyone putting out information like this. Neither cometh he to the light lest his deeds be reproved. But he that doeth truth cometh to the light that his deeds may be made manifest, that they might be wrought in God. This was in the independent UK, a uh, well-known source back, uh, I don't know, a few years ago. We read Epstein's phone directory from his computer contains 14 numbers for Donald Trump, including emergency numbers, car numbers, numbers to Trump's security guard and houseman, and affidavit reportedly claims. It also inter quotes an interview. These are all separate reports I'm quoting you from. It also quotes an interview with Mr. Trump featured in New York Magazine in which he said, I've known Jeff for 15 years, terrific guy. That's the one about where he says he's a lot of fun to be with. It's even said that he likes women as much as I do. He likes molesting little girls, you mean, and boys. And many of them are on the younger side. No doubt about it, Jeffrey enjoys his social life. End of quote from Donald Trump. Yeah. And finally, and this is by... Um, no means all the information connecting these two together. Alexander Acosta is the U.S. attorney who gave Donald Trump's best friend, billionaire convicted child sex slave trafficker Jeffrey Epstein, his sweetheart plea deal of 13 months house arrest for a reduced conviction of soliciting a minor for prostitution and soliciting prostitution. Despite the fact that the authorities had evidence that Epstein sexually abused at least 40 underage girls. He got a 13 month house arrest. Slap on the wrist. And he was going back to the house molesting more girls during that time, according to first-hand eyewitness accounts. And who um, then, Acosta, after he gave Epstein the sweetheart deal, was then appointed, given more um, perks, as President Trump then made him his Secretary of Labor. So this is how a future Trump cabinet member gave a serial sex abuser the deal of a lifetime. Isn't that wonderful? Isn't that wonderful? Donald Trump is a child molester, the facts. Here's all of his bankruptcies. Trump refuses to release his taxes because it would reveal the many out-of-court settlements he has paid to silence his victims and their families. This is the story media doesn't want you to know about. But yet, supposedly, the left wants to take down Trump and impeach him and all this other. No, it's all theater. They're all working together. 
to prop this thing up to keep you focused on it. Like, oh no, Trump must be good because the left is attacking him. That's exactly what they want you to think. They're not, why, if, if they wanted to really attack him, why aren't they going after this and all the other stuff I just mentioned? In a poor effort to cover up his compulsive habitual habits of child molestation, Donald Trump's numerous out-of-course cat court cash settlements have bankrupted him and his companies but see he's always had the Rothschilds and the Rockefellers and all the other synagogue of Satan Jews to bail him out because they said listen Donald you're doing good you're you're, you're representing Satan well Lucifer good you're a Kabbalist now like us you've converted to Shabbat Lubavitch you've done all that stuff just be a good boy and we'll use you at a future date which is what they're doing right now as he's president here's all of his bankruptcies all six of them and this goes into then all the different um, $30 million to settle child sex complaints during a, um, and these are all the different ones. I've got into this in a, in a previous study. All different six. Michael Parker, 10 years old, oral rape, Marlago, Palm Beach, Florida, 1992. Trump paid his parents $3 million. Two, Kelly Fewer, 12 years old, $1 million settlement paid in 1989. Allegations of forced intercourse, Trump Tower. That's where it took place. Three, Charles Bacon, 11 years old at the time of the rape. $3 million paid um, by Trump to his parents. Allegations of oral and anal rape. 1994, Trump Tower. Four, Rebecca Conway, 13 years old, intercourse, oral sex, Trump Vineyard Estates in Charlottesville, Virginia. $5 million was paid out on that one. That occurred in 2012. So Trump was, has been a bad boy for a long, long time. He's known Jeffrey Epstein for a long, long time and said he's a great guy. But no, he kicked him out of Trump, out of Mar-a-Lago. So that undoes and negates and erases everything that I just covered. And I've had people email me basically like, look, see, he, he's not bad. He's fighting for our rights. Oh, okay. And that, that undoes and erases all of this that I just covered. You're right. You're right. I'm wrong and you're right. Bravo. I mean, you have just you've just filleted me. I I don't even what can I say? You're right. It undoes him raping Maria Oliveira, 12 years old. Her family was paid $16 million to settle the allegations of forced intercourse occurring at Marlago, Palm Beach in 1993, which is when he was good buddies with the good old Jeffrey Epstein. And you're telling me that they weren't yoked up at the hip raping girls together? There's evidence of that as well. But why doesn't the, 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 the corrupt, wicked um, mainstream media, if they really want to take Trump down, cover any of that? They could get to the bottom of it more than I could. They got the resources to do it. Kevin Knoll, 11 years old, anal rape, Trump Tower, New York, New York, 1998. Settlement details unknown on that one. Also, there was Katie Johnson, 13 years old, rape, Jeffrey Epstein's mansion. Oh, that occurred in Jeffrey Epstein's mansion. Katie Johnson, we played, I believe we played clips from her. Trump can't stop tweeting, but goes silent when it comes to Katie Johnson. After 61 weeks in the White House, President Trump has found someone he won't attack on Twitter. Oh, imagine that. And that was straight from the New York Times. Trump is a child rapist. If I'm Trump and thoroughly convinced of my own innocence, the first thing I'm going to do is call for a polygraph test all around. Him and Katie Johnson. I'll take one myself, and then I'll challenge my accusers to do likewise. Let's see who's really telling the truth, old Trump. Funny, he never did that. I could go on and on and on. And I'm way over on time now. 
but I, I just I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna shut my mouth about Trump. I'm not. Because every time I turn around, all I'm seeing is more people. Q and Mark Taylor and Jonathan Conjob and all these other different ministries out there and, and saying, oh, Trump's going to do this and he's going he's to take down the bad. He is the bad guy. He's a devil from the pit of hell. And that's why he's in the position that he's in because he's totally sold out to Satan and Lucifer. That's your conservative president there. And this isn't a conversation about voting that's another issue you can see uh information on that videos that talk about the fact when you're voting you're not even voting for this individual anyway so that's a different discussion my point is it's just simply complete apostasy complete promotion of the wickedness the ecumenical movement everything that goes along with being a modern day heretic and here she is dressed up for Halloween with her yeah. rock star, Jonathan King. Halloween, Paula White in her little red riding hood outfit. And the big bad wolf dressed up her devil rock star husband, Jonathan. Uh, Jonathan, yeah. Yeah. And he's dressed up. And talk about a wolf in sheep's, you know, like you think of a wolf in sheep's clothing. He's, he was the one on stage saying, you know, do what you got to do, ladies. Watch pornography with your men. Get a book. Do whatever. Work it out. See what he likes. Because that's all that matters. He can have any perversion in the world. You can do whatever you want in the bedroom. According to the Bible, right? No. That's not what the Bible says. Key in my, key in my keyword search for uh, sexual prohibitions. Stuff that we shouldn't be doing. Oral sex. Anal sex. That's all considered sodomy. Up until, you know, 50... 75 years ago, it's well known that was under the classification of sodomy. It's unnatural sex. That's what sodomy is. It's just not necessarily anal rape. It's all unnatural sex. So, but, you know, again, you're not going to hear that in, in like, I've never been in a church where I've heard it. I don't know. But, um, anyway. Husband here of the 80s band, still touring today journey just a little snapshot of the lyrics here i think this goes along with thy work my hips and lips thing here that she said he's from, giving he's giving lyrics from the song any way you want it by journey he, he gives the sing lyrics there the song any way you want it don't even really want to repeat those lyrics but there they are this. Which is basically what Jonathan Khan or this guy was saying. I'm getting the two names confused. Jonathan Khan, we're going to be talking about the false devil, wicked prophet. It's this is Jonathan Kane, her her devil, wicked husband, the the Journey rock star. So I apologize for that. I'm, I'm getting like names and stuff confused. But yeah, that's basically what he you know the song says. You know, um, any way you want it, that's the way you need it, any way you want. It. And so basically. Um, that's what he was telling people on stage when John, when Paula was up there chuckling about, you know, whatever it takes, women work it out in any way, you know, kind of the same theme. Sir, again, of course, he's a quote Christian as well. And this is the kind of filth he performs on stage. Of course, there's no such thing as a Christian rock star, but 
moving along here is when she was busted with Benny Hinn. Yeah, here she is in her mini skirt, remember? hand in hand with. She's in a mini skirt with Benny Hinn, uh, and um, I believe in Rome. And that was when they were. She was having a little affair with with Benny Hinn. The married man, Benny Hinn, another heretic, of course, who yeah. loves... Who dress up in a, in a priest, basically, every time I see him speak now, he's got like, a, it's almost, it's as close to looking like a Catholic priest as you can look, okay? The great scam artist, the great Satanist, Luciferian, Benny Hinn, okay? Perfect one for her to have another affair with on, I don't even know how many husbands she's had now. And so this is just a perfect match made in hell. Pr promote the Catholic system as well, because where are they? They're coming out of a swanky hotel together, hand in hand there, mm -hmm. in Rome. Mm -hmm. Hen told the crowd in Oakland that the Vatican had made him a patron of the arts and invited him to visit Rome. So the Vatican is bestowing their blessings on Benny Hinn because he's connecting the charismatic church with the great mother whore, the Vatican and the Catholic Church. And that's what the Vatican Church is endeavoring to do is bring all the, the, the chicks that went away from her at the Protestant Reformation, bring her back under her whorish wings so she can amalgamate and assimilate them. And that's going to bring us into the one world religion under Antichrist and false prophet. And Benny Hinn is playing his part in serving Satan well, and so is Paula White. He said patrons are asked to find donors to help maintain the Vatican's art collections. And he wanted White to become a donor. Can you imagine giving one dime to the Vatican Art Collection Fund? I mean, one of the richest, corrupted, evil, wicked institutions, and you're going to give them money, and you're going to accept words from them. And, and people f say that Benny Hinn is a Christian. He said, I let her come with me to Rome so she can donate money. And oh. said that... That was stupid on my part, and for that, I do ask forgiveness. So that's what he said. He downplayed. They're holding hands here. She's in a little tiny white miniskirt, and they're holding hands, and paparazzi gets a picture of him, posts it up there, so Benny Hinn's Benny backpedaling and trying to give justification. Oh, nothing went on. There was, there was, we didn't sleep together or anything else. They come out of a swanky hotel holding hands. I'm sure nothing went on. <laughs> Two high-level Luciferians. An honest statement from Benny Hinn. That was stupid. Well, it helps when they reveal themselves. And, of course, again, all you have to do is look for the Roman Catholic connection. And as I've said before, heretics like Paula White, like Benny Hinn, others we've discussed on exposing the apostasy in this channel, the Bible says they're an abomination to God. They're wicked deceivers, wolves in sheep's clothing. Oh, excuse me, some of them are actually in wolves' clothing. Yeah. But anyone who is connected with this overt satanic deceptive system, and also look out for the people who promote these false teachers secondarily they may appear to be a little more biblical in their ministry or what have you but they're promoting these people they are partners in apostasy and i'm looking they posted a picture of the of the um swanky uh suite that they had rented and it's one bed 
It's one big king-size bed. I'm sure that Benny slept on one side and Paul slept on the other and they put a barrier, some type of, you know, barrier between so nothing naughty would go on. They're an abomination to the Lord as well. We're commanded to earnestly contend for the faith and reprove by open right. exposure these wicked deceivers. It is tragic how many millions of people are being led to hell with these people. We need to do something about it. We need to obey the holy scriptures that command us to preach the truth and expose the deception in our times in this wicked generation. So again, please share this information with your neighbor. Preach the true Lord Jesus Christ. Please like, share, subscribe for more to come. And to the Lord Jesus be the glory forever. Amen. Yeah, great video. Summed up a lot of different different things there. I am way over on time. I hope this posts okay. Uh, so God bless you, and we will see you in part four.